September 12, 2012. It's a from Pedro Show.
Pedro Show here at the Love Grotto on the Pleasure Point. Brother Matt, how are you? Yay, it's all good. Yeah, great. And it's just getting better, too. It's getting can you, better. Can you hear this glug, glug, glug? Listen. Yeah, this glug, uh, yeah, we got some guests over. Well, uh, we start off with John Coltrane doing live every time we say goodbye. And then uh, Apple Soapbox by Sawako. Speaking of Apple, the new leash came out, right? Yeah. Did the new leash come out? Five. Uh, yeah, is it out yeah there? I think so. Oh, cool. Yeah. So, whoever's into is, uh, fetish shit like that. There you go. Uh, it's nice and thin. Yeah, uh, but, Brother Matt, we got some guests. In fact, it's a, uh, a reprise of one of them from last week. Mr. Dave Markey, how are you? Welcome Good. back. Welcome back. Good to be here. And Laurie Steel Link also uh, told to put me. Uh, come here uh, from the man who's missing, Aaron uh, Jordan Schwartz, because uh, he couldn't be here. And so, uh, I'll try to talk as much as Jordan. Good luck. <laughs> no, Bob's dyers. Oh no, man, Bob's got the. Right. That's 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 the. Yeah, yeah, that's the, the, the mark. Show. That's the watermark that <laughs> you got to aim for. Papers. <laughs> well, left field stuff. <laughs> Here's, here's the a good toast. thing is, oh, Bob, whenever he, he told me he'd listen back to the shows, he would always cringe. So it wasn't like he was total but it never pa- pathological. Yeah, I know. He couldn't stop it. But he, he was feeling talking? bad about it after the after a bit. So it wasn't like he was all like, man, wasn't that great? It was like he told me every time he would cringe. Yeah, let me come back and do yeah, it So let me try again. Yeah. And, He's closed uh, me meat puppet tapes too, Bob. Yeah, that's oh, right, Bob. Found them. I actually saw him in Placidas, New Mexico. I visited him, uh, and he said he could. No, I, I and then I forgot. Sorry. Oh, Bob's out there in New Mexico, but there's you know the, the USPS will could help him. Yes. Yeah, yeah, I haven't forgotten. On the you, dirt Bob. roads. Yeah, Bob. So get that together. Oh, what about the essays I mowed? You don't, you don't even have to mail them. You just put in an email. Uh, so we got a cheers toast deal. We got a toast. We get a toast here to our uh, toast with the most post. Our show Saturday night down at we Track Sixteen. Power. Yeah, toast to uh, Rasmussen. He's yeah. actually the special devil from our affiliation. Yeah, he's an emergency. Here you go, Watt. Right but we got a glass here. Sitting we're toasting some fire water. We're what? Yeah. We're. <laughs> yes. There you go. They're they're in there. And, uh... Yeah. <laughs> oh, you, you just do it like that? Woo! 90 proof, uh, 
Kentucky straight bourbon whiskey. Yeah, I drink too much of that. <laughs> I turn into okay. a monster. Sorry for the dead air there, listeners. We picked it up a bit. But I had to get my soda here. It was time for libation. There's no uh, you can't bourbon. Tell it. No bourbon without Safe. the Coke. Not to the... <laughs> uh, yeah. I have to keep a even keel to run this uh, thing. Sure. When we first started this, Brother Matt, I would make blow so many clams. Yeah, that was a whole adventure. Oh, yeah, I remember like, there were times where I'd leave the mic on during the music, so you'd hear us fucking. That's when we got the ambience. Yeah, <laughs> yammering <laughs> all of the fucking music. Just like a, a van ride, you know. <laughs> yeah. Terrible. <laughs> trying to listen to the cassette deck. Yeah, but you can imagine somebody trying to listen to the show, and these idiots are like going on and on. But that was a classic idea you had being the master historian documentarian uh, of just having tape rolling from the behind the scenes classic moments yeah you that, know uh, you guys don't get to benefit from it's the stuff that doesn't get heard you know <laughs> yeah the, the unscripted right the confessional yeah kind of thing i mean i, I or, always... or the honest oral history sure yeah Maybe, you know, do a Michener thing and spend a week in Hawaii and then write the whole history of the island. Yeah, next week, Caribbean. Yeah, it's who I got drunk with. And, yeah. You know, chemo It's weird about the Hawaii flag. There's a little piece of the England flag in it. You ever notice that? I just got a trippy. I went to the Filipino festival, yeah. and they had these crazy shirts that looked like a salute to ketamine. Uh, with all these K's and skulls, and t- so oh yeah, you're talking about the droga. Yeah, yeah, it was really trippy. It's the history of the Philippine flag, but oh uh, yeah, but it just looked like a salute to ketamine. They're, they're flags. I got a couple. They got some yellow in it, right? <laughs> it's kind of kind of Spanish looking a little bit. Is it a pennant? Special. Uh, I'll grab the grab the thing. It's it's like KKK in a couple spots, and uh, yeah. yeah, it's really trippy. It, it doesn't look like it would be a country. Um, but the Filipino festival, like most things, when it's cool around here, the permit yeah. prices go up. Right. And so there was a big uh, Wells Fargo, Verizon, Vonage uh, presence, little corporateness there took the place of some of the Filipino culture. The You're talking lump- right here, Cabrillo. Uh, point for me. For me. Uh, the lumpias were cold in the middle. I didn't see any balloots. So. Balloots <laughs> intense. <laughs> Last year they had the dudes walking around old school style with the buckets full. Yeah, man, you gotta be yeah, man up to do that. It's called the man's food. <laughs> what is it? They're these little rotten duck eggs. They let them ferment in the ground like a month. Yeah, it's supposed to be like uh, Viagra-ish. Do and they it's, taste uh, good? No, 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 <laughs> really nasty. But now it's like a really chic uh, appetizer and some Trying to get it down spot. is kind of a struggle. Weird little nasty rotten cartilage chunks and uh, vinegary <sighs> salty taste. <laughs> <laughs> With know. some kind of, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's really disgusting. Check out Baloo. <laughs> Here, let's play some. T- if you want to kill me, and I know you do, please stick my head in a cube of concrete, four foot square with two tiny air holes, just enough to breathe, and dump me out of 707, seven miles above Lake Huron. Splush! Or slice me with a guillotine the long way from the scalp down, just in front of the ears, alongside.
by the eyes, so I bleed 360 degrees with my face intact on sidewalk, lips kissing cement. I love cement, love it, almost as much as asphalt. But if you can't afford a professional model imported from France, try this. Cold kiss of concrete, scraping fuck out of my nose, eyes, cheeks, teeth, and don't forget the chin. Drag me with an anvil on my head as skin, cartilage, and stubble from my beard become food for roaches. You know, the large kind. Well, here's an idea. Drown me in Elmer's glue. Elmer's in my nostrils, eye sockets, throat. Or just shoot me in the face. Whole face, close range, couple feet at most. A shotgun. Just make sure it's loaded would be fine. Okay. Okay with me, if it's okay with you.
from Pedro Show. Return. Uh, yeah, we played. Uh, well, you just heard something from uh, Jay Maskus's um, kind of concept album, a Heavy Blanket, where he played everything. It was Dr. Martin's Blues. It's kind of a story of him meeting two old friends that, and then put the band back together after so many years. And one guy got shell shocked in the war, and the other dude. I think I went to jail for some. It's quite a, a drama. He likes that one-man band style. But, but it's a one-man band. I alone live to tell the tale. <laughs> yeah, drummer. Originally, Jay Maskus, yeah. a drummer who evolved into a guitarist. Basement. And uh, before that, we heard Phobia, something brand new from Up Up, Tokyo band. Uh, from Russia, Pussy Riot with another... This is the last one I could find. It's called Deliver Pavement. But I heard they have an ebook coming out. Hmm. And uh, maybe they'll be able to make new, uh, new music, too. There's, I think, lots of them. I know three are in jail right now, but I think maybe 40 ladies make up the whole thing. Whoa. They don't ever really play together. It's kind of a loose collective, so hopefully. Uh, ahead of that was Pomegranate Tree by Chicano Ban Batman. And Bob Pollard with Half Strained ahead of that. Bob's got two new albums. <laughs> another Bob Pollard one and another guy by Voices. <laughs> this guy, man, puts out like four or five albums a year. It's incredible. And we start off with uh, Spiel Gusher, okay with you. Cool. Spiel Gusher, Mr. Richard Meltzer, along with Shuko, Mr. Shimmy. Well, I get to do a gig with him with Amigo in Brooklyn. Oh, a bit tour. I was telling uh, Brother Matt about a tour I got coming up. First gig is 28 September, and I got to meet Tom and Raul there. They got to take the boat up themselves, 1,150 miles, and I meet them coming from a Stooges gig off a plane. So they're going a few days early. I think Concepcion, the first leg, they'll stop in Sacktown, and I told them to conk somewhere in the middle of Oregon and then on that last one there, because SeaTac, the airport's actually in between Tacoma and Seattle. Mm. Yes, but go. I have to do the tour this way because you got to get out of the bad weather zone ahead of the winter. You go remember Rick Czar? He is here. Uh, yeah, he's in Eugene. He should he's pop in, in Eugene. and check out old I ain't Rick. playing there this time. Oh. I was there in April though. Mm. To see if we can make it up to Portland on the 29th. I'm at Doug Fur. Cool. <clears throat> my my new movie's playing Portland the 24th. Well, that's uh, when Tom and Ralph set set off. Yep, 24th, uh, My Career as a Jerk, playing at the uh, Jackpot Film Festival. Yeah, we're going to get on to that, because what, what, last time, uh, people who didn't listen last time and listening now, Dave Market was on last time, and we only got up to 1991. Too much history world. for one show. So he's had 20, yeah, he's had 20 years since that. It's not like he's living off his laurels. The man is still working, and he's got new stuff coming out. Uh, so let's get to that yeah. 91 thing. 91 thing was weird. You're just traveling around with a band, trying to make a docudrama kind of trip, and it explodes into a big thing. Well, you know, that came off the end of a really kind of successful year for Sonic Youth, right? I mean, Right, and just they, the alternative yeah. thing. You know, they had done their, you know, they had their major label debut. Things were going really well for them. I think Dinosaur 2 was getting good. Yeah, thing. yeah, things, things were starting to build, and... You and know, then the new band, Nirvana, was really going. <laughs> at the time, actually, actually yeah. they were an opening the time, act. Yeah, they, 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 were, they were opening. They were an opening act, and uh, 
you know, so Sonic sort of really ushered them into the position they were in with the label, got them a deal, and next thing you know, that album comes out a couple weeks after the end of the tour, and boom, um, you know, shot heard around the world. Game changer for uh, everybody involved. So that was it took a you a long time to get it out, though. Uh, well, yeah, you these know, days. comparatively, yeah. I mean, you know, I started cutting it in early '92. Uh, you know, and back then there was no such thing as uh, you know nonlinear editing. Everything was still analog. So I had to take all my Super 8 film, all eight or nine hours worth of it. Splice it all together on big reels, bring it into a, you know, pro place and have them do a telecine, which is a film-to-tape transfer. And everything was transferred on the three-quarter-inch video, U-matic video cassettes. And then those three-quarter-inch U-matics were brought into an editing room, and it was a tape-to-tape -tape edit system with a little dial, you know, switch on it. And that's how the whole film was edited. Yeah. And then, you know, it went through, it went through quite a process of editing, trying to make that work. I mean, you know... Before nonlinear editing, this stuff really took a uh, took a long took a well, long, long time. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and you know everything everything in it was done by eye, like all the syncing. Like I had live cassette tapes I was working with, or live board dats or whatever, and I'd have to bring that into the system, and then I'd have to like each shot eyeball it and sync it and move it, you know, a frame here, a frame yeah. there, and that just took that took forever. That was just you know a lot of toil and uh, bones. You know, yeah. I mean, Probably it was more than the it shoot. was ex yeah, it was expensive, but you know, we rented the gear. Uh, we practiced first on a half-inch edit system that Dave Travis had. So, by the time we rented the gear, I knew all my decisions were made. You didn't have to yeah. learning curve it. Yeah. All my decisions were made, so there was no farting around. So, you know, it was kind of an unusual way to 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 do it. But I mean, you know, but that know, was back in the analog days. You know, you know I got some music that you brought. Last yeah. time there was a song from Super Session. Yeah, Garden Party. Right. Let's listen to it. I know. Get to the middle, you go back to the top of the slide. 
Trumpets roar. Blow the house down. Oh Lord, let the walls come a tumbling down. And we're stage door Joshua's crashing your garden party. Oh, crash it on so down. Play us your straight now. Play Plays us your cool. Play Don't us be just like you. With the street. You know you hate the sound of your own voice. We've got to get it together. We've got to get it on back to the garden. We're scruffy, ugly, bald to do. Damn. Wall used to look the same. And the color goes to with you. It's weedy, Never, never, never tell you. 
It's time to be clear. Got news of his passing, and I'm stuck singing here. I want to peel the wallpaper and swing from chandelier. Something to show. That I know it's time to be clear. I can handle what's given. I can make mystery mine and sing it with feeling. Rhythm and rhyme, and make you all marvel that this is your time, and holler, it's time to be clear. And stop all the moaning and bemoaning of fate. God isn't listening, or else it's too late. This is your song, and your song it is great. We sing. It's time to be clear. Time to be clear. 
build new stories here. Lover, oh lover, please buy me a beer and bring all your enemies here. Watch for Pedro Show. That was Dave Markey along with Raymond Pettibone. Super Session, Mike Kelly, Ricky Spolvita. Uh Yeah, Ricky Lee on bass, Art Byington on guitar. Uh, great guitar player, Art. Uh, and uh, myself on vocals. Right, and, with, along with Raymond. And with Raymond. And right. Raymond's lyrics, of course. Ray's lyrics. Yeah. Start one side of the page, go to the next. And believe me, we got to all of them before yeah. the song was Well, over. he wouldn't have it another way. <laughs> like on this new sock tie thing, he says, I hate the buzz saw, the buzz band saw. Don't cherry pick me. Let me grow. Let my branches reach. Let the ro- ro- logs roll. And, uh, yeah, I'll be playing that in some future show. It's a, he's just getting the artwork done, but it's a trip. It's with sure Dirk is. and Jerry Trevitich and uh, Steve McKay on the sax. Okay, after that, uh, we heard something new from Yoko Ono, uh, Kim Gordon, and Thurston Moore called I Never Told You, Did I? And finally, Time to Be Clear by Bonnie Prince Billy, which is that. You know about him? Will Oldham? He's a tripper. Yep. As you can see, uh, the, especially the old days of punk, it was a lot of different ways to express yourself. You could be in a band, you could be uh, filming, you could be edited, or like Raymond Payton. Do a fanzine, too. Do a fanzine. It was all these kinds of things, all... Uh, Take pictures. Dave pretty things. much had all of the above, huh? Yeah, I, <laughs> yeah, I had my hands in all of it, you know. I, I didn't distinguish anything. It was all... There's a lot of stuff to do, a lot of stuff to be done. Yeah, I mean, which could sound like burden, but I think in your case it was more like opportunity, right? Well, I can do this, why not try it? Right. You know, it's like, oh, I have to do this. No, I get to do this. Sure. And I think that's what happens when a scene is uh, more empowering and vital instead of just all form. But it's living onward, too, because a lot of that stuff you did a long time ago, and, and now it's it's continuing to blossom like, like well, the book is yeah. righteous. I think it's been so many people have dug on checking that thing well, out. Well, on the levels, because that's not the moment. That's yeah. almost like anthropology. Then we got power books like a bottle. It's like a vintage bottle of wine, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, there's some serious yeah, that's awesome. uh, lineage in there. Yeah, like a anthro- you know, a study of a, a, a human history uh, culture and stuff. Mm-hmm. But when they were doing it, they weren't thinking. That. Right? Yeah. <laughs> they were in the moment. Wow, we can do this. Let's do it. Uh, you know, and not get all high and mighty or just. Well, it was a fucking blast, man. It was fun. Yeah, so you follow your passion and do what you want. It might not be hip at the moment, but you dig on doing it and and you make it happen one way or another. Eventually. Yeah, I think you have to just say, "I ain't going to be scared." And the rewards really were, were in the fun because, you, you know, you weren't making money and you were working, you know. All payment is <laughs> not in the coin. No, mm-hmm. man. It was just... Okay, we're at the first hour. September 12, 2012. Just a Peter show. Hold tight. With uh, guest Dave Markey, Laurie Stealing, joining oh, me and Brother Matt for hour two. 
Yeah. September 12, 2012, it's the second hour of the Watford Pedro Show. <laughs>
feel tired. I wake all night, head so heavy like a whisper skit. I feel choked, emotionally broke. Even the girls around still look good now. I feel alone. I want out.
from Pedro Show. Start off the second hour with some new Sex Pistols. Well, it new. ain't new. Wow. <laughs> well, they found the demo of Belsom was gas. And that's it there. Uh, there was some stuff from live gigs, but this is actually something in the studio. And uh, Matt Locker is vicious. No, it's Sid. In fact, yeah. the, the story is Sid wrote it. But I don't know. Uh, it's, they got a box thing, and this is like one of the reasons to get the box. And then we heard something brand new. Yeah, a lot of this stuff is brand new. Uh, Turbo Negro with Shake Your Shit Machine. They got the singer Hank joined Scientology, quit the band. So they got the fan club president. He's the singer. Really? <laughs> yeah. Good, good cats. Where did I just see him? In Germany, outside Berlin. Happy Tom, this guy who dressed like a sailor. He's been to Pedro a few times. Bass man. Has a ranch in his backyard. Good guy. And then uh, another bass player, Joe Bouchard, with uh, Midnight in Rivertown from his solo album where he played everything. And then uh, Alar from Adebisi Shake, those, uh, that Irish trio I've done oh, right, right. gigs with. Yeah, intense. Musicians. Uh, well, the guitar man, Lar now has, he's a drummer in a band called No Spill Blood. And this is a brand new album. Song called New Tricks. And then, uh, like you, multi instrument man. Then Man Flu with Fall. That's got Plumber Man Willie, who lives in England, does plumbing in England now. And something new from Cat Power called 369. Uh, Dutch band GFR with Answers. Corn Tucker. Corn Tucker Band. With uh, Groundhog Day, I got to uh, play for her husband's 40th birthday last week. And you were doing this, your thing. I had, uh, or I got to play with the No Age guys, uh, Randy and Dean. Uh, and then a, a cat from, well, he lives in Atlanta, but he's from Athens, named Bradford. You know this guy? Tall guy? Skin? I don't think so. I can't remember his band. Bradford Cox. But a sweet cat, man, and intense. And you know, Lance Bangs is kind of like a peer, would you call Sure, him? yeah, I know. I got to do a video with him for my second opera. He, he filmed me paddling uh, here in Pedro. and uh, But he's put out a lot of videos. I don't know my, so much film, though, right? He's done more like visit, videos. He shot, he shot quite a bit of film. You know. But no, no, I'm saying the cinema. Right. I'm right. not talking about the, the medium. I'm talking about yeah. the format. Okay. Mainly does music videos, though, right? Yeah. He doesn't make movies, really. He's done a few short films. Oh, it? does he? Yeah. Uh, okay. I seem to remember. <laughs> he lives up in Portland. He's a great cat. And then finally, something brand new from Deerhoof. A song called There's That Grin. I get to record with the guitar man in December. And a man, man. Uh... So when all said and done, in the your punk broke film finally came out. Yeah, it came out. You know, uh, Christmas '92. Yeah, okay. It, it did a theatrical. Was it a boom, boom, boom? You or know, was it a slow bird. It it got it got distribution. You know, uh, kind of small time to theatrical distribution, kind of spotty here and there. I think they made seven to eight or seven or eight or nine prints of it. 
and they can only do so much without it at a time. And it just sort of went but to big, big cities. Yeah. Went to the big cities first, you know. It opened in New York City and in L.A. And then, it, and then it played. It played in San Francisco. A few, it opened a few weeks later. Chinatown. You know, Chicago. Uh, you know, other spots. Uh, 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 D.C. I remember it premiered in D.C. around Christmas of '92. So uh, then it then it played at the New Art for quite a while. At mid, like Saturdays at midnight. Yeah, that's up here for you people in SoCal. <laughs> yeah, the New Art was a uh, was a Happily, place. I saw a lot of good movies there. Yeah. We used to, Jordan and I used to go there and watch, you know, uh, Ramones, Rock and Roll High School. and Shit, I saw our Cloakie do a talk <laughs> with Gumbasia. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Uh, the man in person. The wow. Who, Quadrophenia, um, you know, a lot of movies there. A lot of Ken Russell movies. It's kind of where Santa Monica and Hollywood Boulevard cross. Or no, Hollywood and Sunset cross. Right? No, it's at Santa Monica by the 405 in New York. It's in so West it's LA. You're, the, uh, the, one you're thinking, the one you're thinking is, is the Vista. Yeah. The Vista, that's where okay. Sunset and Hollywood meet. That's where I and, saw yeah. our cloaky. And that's where, yeah, they used to have a bunch of John Waters film festivals there. I saw that like early on. And yeah. That's, okay. where they, that's where they I had mixed the, up the names. The set was built there for Intolerance, you know. Right. Yeah. Cecil B. DeMille. Right. Where that, that thing where that was on the TV is. on Turner a week ago. Oh, really? Intolerance was a trippy movie, man. Yeah, that Without liquor. Quite a set. Yeah. Uh, it's got the clan in it. No, that's Birth of a Nation. Birth that's of it. a Nation. <laughs> you know, I saw them or, clothes uh, over the summer in Sibylla. They're actually old Catholic clothes. I don't uh, know if the clan's been new it. Yeah. They're kind of a brotherhood. Yeah. But they have colors. Well, like red ones and blue ones and holding candles. It comes from dunce caps and uh, Inquisition. When you hmm. were put on the thing, you had to wear the pointy hat. <laughs> and so that's what it is. They're, they're, they're testing their faith. But I think for the clan, they just look scary or something. Um, so what, after it made those big towns, then what? It went to the, the video? It came out on video like uh, early in 93, you know, and um, Geffen put it out and... Uh, you know, it did pretty well. I mean, it wasn't like they had a giant ad campaign and push for it. They sort of let it sell itself. You know, at that point in time, there were a lot of people really focused on, you know, Sonic Youth as well as Nirvana. I mean, Sonic Youth had just put out the, the Dirty album at that point in time. So there was just this, you know, uh, and then the movie was out on VHS and, you know. Got it got all over the did world. You, did you parley that into something? What did you parley that in? You know, at the time, I was doing a bunch of music videos. Uh, you know, at the point at that point in time, uh, you know, a lot of major record labels were coming to me and going, here, uh, what can you do? Here's a bunch of money, do what you want. So it was really hard for me to say no. And of course, it was happened to be with bands that, I had either a history with or really admired a lot. And, you know, one of them being your band at the time, Firehose, you know, doing stuff you for... did a mannequin for, down with the bass. Yeah, doing a bunch of stuff for uh, Shonen Knife and for Mud Honey. And, I mean, at the so same time... you didn't time, have to do any show work. No, I didn't. You know, all, at the same time, all, all these bands that, that I was coming up with in the 80s, everyone was getting their major label deals, right, at the same time. So it was sort of like this extended thing happening. Shecky Dump. And uh, 
you know, there I was. I was like the video guy for a while. I'm doing, you know, doing the music vids. I did that for quite a bit, you know. Then I eventually kind of ran course with that, you know. Yeah, because didn't you want to make another movie? I did. I had a, you know, I had a, I had a, I had a, I had a few things, you know, stop and start. Uh, I was at one point in time involved with this uh, Alison Anders Darby Crash film that went around to three different producers and studios, and it was going to get Is that made. The one that came out. Uh, no, this that the one that came out was years later. Yeah, uh, yeah. That was and that was a different guy. That was Roger Grossman's film. But Allison had this film she was trying to make for years. And at one point in time, she had me online, and I remember we went in to uh, meet with Madonna on it, and uh, you know uh, that was a trip. She didn't come into the room. She sent Freddie in and uh, Guy O'Siri and sitting down there discussing you know big deals and. Uh, that project was just kind of cursed, though. It was almost like Darby was cursing it from from the grave or something because it just well, maybe it just didn't happen. Because yeah. I heard it wasn't too good. You know, it's Have really hard. It? It's yeah, I did see it. It's really hard. It's kind of like an after school special. Well, my buddies are involved. Like Paul and Helen were involved with that, so I'm I'm too scared to look. Well, you know, Brother Matt, are you, is this the if, you, if you have a sense of humor, uh, that one's <laughs> called uh, "What We Do Is Secret." And, uh, and that one, it, that, got that, Shane even that, yeah. Play with. yeah. Brother Matt, you know what? It's time yeah. for uh, some spin cycles. Uh-huh. Can we get it rolling? Very cool. Los Angeles is what's happening. Los Angeles is what's
his latest into your uh yes that's a spin cycle, cycle for the day yeah right it's on chad rock yeah chad rock over there and uh he's in the thai world while you were playing that uh, chad rock cyclage on us dave markey was reminiscing about the days of photo man yeah, that was interesting <laughs> flashbacks there <laughs> the booth you guys do, do you any it's listeners out there know about the little booth yeah you, you can you drive up to it, it yeah. but of course that was before i had a car i mean i would I'd go they had a cat Skateboard. Yeah, they had a cat that I don't think you could stand up much in them. It was just yeah. a chair. It was kind of like a little submarine that never moved. And you would drop your film off. Dave would shoot his stuff for his movies. He'd skateboard over there. And, and it'd take a week, right? Sometimes longer. Sometimes the lab would lose and your film. And then it'd be much foaming up, <laughs> getting, skating get back home, getting it on the projector. That's what we got. The cartridges were two and a half, three minutes? Yep, depending if you shot it at either 18 frames a second or 24. 24. We're talking yeah. Super 8 people. Yeah. And uh, film. You know, I mean, for a long time, you know, the film purists were all just like, 
you know, they were crying. So it's a Because yeah. it was just like, I mean, look what happened to Kodak. Kodak yeah, is yeah. dead, which is really fucking sad because as I, was saying, shit. as I was saying, Kodak did not get with the digital age. They just... Yeah, but I think they make some printers now. Do they? they? I mean, kind of you know, dropped the ball on other opportunities. Well, they, because yeah. they had the monopoly for so long, you know. They refused to 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 you know acknowledge the fact that it was film. Sadly, is just been edged out. I mean, and, that, and that's what I was saying to me. Like the the most beautiful film in the world is Kodachrome Forty, especially shot outside. Just. The co- looking at a sky, looking at looking at a landscape, looking at a green lawn, looking at a, a house framed shot with Kodachrome 40 film to me is like that's the most awesome thing Kodak ever did, and it is really sad that it's it's you know no more. Speaking of which, I have uh, Lori Stealing sitting here with me, and uh, how do you think things went Saturday? I think they went great. It was yeah. fantastic. It was it was. Better than I expected, and I was so happy that nothing horrible happened because <laughs> it could have easily. It was the energy was great. The bands looked happy. The vibe was really the, fucking and amazing. Happy days? Yeah. It, no, not at all. Man. <laughs> it wasn't. It wasn't. Said wrong with being happy? It was the opposite. Yeah, happy yeah. day or happy night. Yeah, he was fucking Pat. awesome. He totally Look, we're at the end of the awesome. second hour, September 12, 2012 edition of Rock Beatles Show. Hold tight for hour three. September 12, 2012. It's the third hour of Rock from Pedro Show. Dream home. In that cavernous room, the ceiling holds, painted limits of the skyway. The chandelier is swinging like a pendulum out of time. The TV screens are yammering over arguments about unpaid bills and talk about money and work at eight fuck yous per minute, but stoned and napping out by the pond with the waterfall cascading down, we think this is a nice house.
Why can't I be perfect too? I blame it on the plain reflection of my face. This broken mirror is shown. Please just look away, cause I hate it when I feel this way. Just wanna find a place I can hide where I don't have to smile at this world so full of lies. I think I'm ugly and nobody wants to love me. Just like her, I wanna be pretty. I wanna be pretty. Don't lie to my face. Telling me I'm pretty I think I'm ugly And nobody wants to love me Just like her I wanna be pretty I wanna be pretty Don't lie to my face Cause I know I'm ugly Don't try to tell me That you know how I feel This ugly crooked heart may even start to hate the way that you are to me. Force me to talk, cause you and I just ain't meant to be. I hate the way you're patronizing, I see through me, there's no room to breathe. Please just stay away, I don't need your pity anyway, just wanna get away. So full of lies I think I'm ugly And nobody wants to love me Just like her I wanna be pretty I wanna be pretty Don't lie to my face Telling me I'm pretty I think I'm ugly And nobody wants to love me Just like her I think I'm ugly and nobody wants to love me just like her. Might just get picked up 
I said, I'm just your trick and you can call it what you want then. I said, I'm wiggling my fanny. I want you dancing, I'm a doing it, doing it. This is my night out.
from Pedro Show. Start off the third hour with Dream Home by Tyler Kuttner. It's all like deja vu. <laughs> you know, I've heard these words before. You should know it's by Where All Good Squishes Go by Frischka. Groovy and Linda by Chelsea Light Moving. That's Thurston Moore, along with uh, Compadres, but not uh, Yoko Ono and uh, Kim Gordon. And then Ugly, a uh, cover by the band 21, from a brother and sister duo named Pumas. Or P.U. Mouse. P.U. Mouse. <laughs> uh, go to school in UC uh, Santa Barbara. And then, then uh, Ig, Iggy Pop, made a collaboration with a L.A. band called the Zigzags. I don't know them, but I was told they're, they're SoCal guys. And the song was called, If I'm in Luck, I Might Get P- Picked Up. <laughs> Which is actually an old. Uh, it's true. Ben Davis did this song in the seventies, like some kind of hilarious thing, and that's his angle on it. I gotta ask him about it. I'm gonna see him Saturday in Chicago because they changed the music. They made the music like Black Sabbath. You can hear there. And then I know wives. Some, some live from sporadic, spontaneous. And then uh, Ilya with. Pokrasil Golovu. And finally, something from the new Mau Mau's album, All Fall Down. But that's an old song. I remember them doing that. I remember days. them doing that at Godzilla's. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, it made it to the new record. And uh, that took 35 years. <laughs> but you know what? Rick Wilder is still in the ring. Yep. I don't know if any of the other guys are from the original band, but you got to hand it to, to him for being out there and he's playing and. Yeah. Uh, let's get back to this uh, where you're a mosh. You never said that, right? <laughs> no, Slam. we never we never called it. Uh, mosh was an East Coast term, man. They said that? Mosh comes from the East Coast. after the fact. Or, well, you know what I happened I just remember was, nobody here saying it. No, it was you slam. Didn't, right? you didn't, it was a yeah, slam hit. Slam it. And, uh, slam it. You know, even then. But know. but what about this pad? It's 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 going under the bulldozer, the wrecking ball. Yeah, right? it's going yeah. Um, to be demolished because it's going to be turned into a train platform for the light rail that's coming through from Culver City. That's going to go to Santa Monica. Because it used to be a train terminal. Well, yeah, and the metro owns the right of way, and so they've taken back the property that the city owns. The track sixteen on. Yep, through Inman. Now, Inman. but it isn't Inman. the whole property. Imminent. No, it's just our building that is also Robert Berman. He has a gallery down at the end of Building A. Now, now how was this decided whose was going to stay and whose was going to get scissored? Well, okay, it was through city meetings and them talking about the You know, Track greatness. 16's got to go, man. They, no, <laughs> they use Track 16 as an example of the kind of programming that was so great about Bergamont, like doing... All sorts of uh, so very eclectic of yeah. things. Yeah, so let's get rid of it. Okay. Because it actually, in a way, affects the least amount of people. If you got bu- rid, rid of Building A, that would... it was a, such a big would, piece. Yeah, it was a big, big thing. But the, the really screwy thing is that Tom Padgett, the owner of Track 16, yeah. funded the development of Bergamot Station. The city, Metro, hasn't offered him anything... In terms of like, you know, like, oh, maybe you should shift over here into Bergamot. Not yet. I mean, that will come and it's a legal thing where that actually has to happen. 
But the fact is that we existed, we resided for 18 years at Bergamot Station, and people came to, to us. We are an anchor, and we're leaving now, and there's no other place really for us to go to be able to afford to exist and operate in the same way that we have. So we're moving to storage in Culver City. And we'll probably produce some maybe you know satellite events and have maybe a retail space that's all up in the air right now. And we're waiting to be told when we actually really have to be out of there. And it sucks. It really when sucks. When did the Bergamot Station 18 become years ago. That, 1994. Tom, his was the first one. Tom Patchett and Wayne Blank, who started Crafted here, this, the highly successful Crafted here in San Pedro. Highly successful. It's been a month. Come I on. know. I'm joking when I say that. <laughs> but the point is, is that that we will no longer exist there. We will no longer be able to have shows like we have We Got Power, We Survive the Pit, have big, huge events, and it's going to be a loss. I think it's really going to be a loss. And I'm not just well, saying that Well, what about the pads that stay there? <sighs> that remains to be seen. Eventually, Building T will go out. That actually has a, a very popular gallery called Capro Nason. That will go out, and there's a couple other galleries. There's a theater group that just moved in there, City Garage. That will go out in a matter of a couple of years. They're going to build a hotel, a restaurant, and a bar. They'll build an above-ground parking garage. They'll take out the parking that exists there, put more buildings in there, and who knows what it will become. You mean eventually no galleries? That remains to be seen. I don't know. Or the type of or the, the, I know the, <laughs> the type of galleries that will reside there. I'm sure will change to. Like the ones have, on 7th Street here? Well, no, maybe the ones on uh, down in Fisherman's Wharf in San Francisco, that kind of thing. I don't know. I mean, I, I hope for the best. I hope for the people that stay there Fisherman's that it turns Wharf. into a really good thing. But I don't I, know. I know there's the sourdough bakery. <laughs> yes. Yeah, right? <laughs> with all them frustrated male <laughs> sea lions. You know those are all guys, right? Yeah. So now you're in Pedro. What do you think of this uh, the Marina del Pedro art scene? <laughs> well, I haven't really had much of a chance to experience it. Coming up, yeah. first what I like is at the end at Point Furman, all the way up the coast. Let's play some music.
Yeah, maybe you're right. I called, I wait to see if it's right to be lonely. And maybe you took the day alone to see if you needed to be alone.
the classroom My best friend at my side Let's turn this afternoon into the night Oh yeah, Susie Q will send you to school and fuck with you She's the one that made your house so blue in the first place You better act your age 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 It's in the back room Lawyer in my eyes Talking about these things that we divide Oh yeah, he gets that She gets that She fuck off, man I'm the one that made it on the line You better act your age Act your age, act your age Act your age, act your age, act your age Everything that they had He said Oh no Oh yeah Now who you gonna do Now where you wanna go And all the kicking down You ought to blame for this You better act your age 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 Watch for Pedro Show. We're finishing up here. The last block of music. You've never heard me say these titles. But Pair of Brother by Worker B. After that was Needle in a Haystack by The Bang. Can You Deal With It by Andre Williams, 75 years old. Yeah, yeah. Respect. Uh, Summer Calendar, James Rocket. Stupid because summer's over, sorry. R- good band, though. R- Runaway by Population Zero. Funtime Junkie by The Scrags. <laughs> Bizarre. Uh, One Day by The Juan McLean. That's like the first time I've ever said these things. Post-apocalypse <laughs> rags by Sea uh, Star Sound and Act Your Age by Eric Britt. Uh, Dave Markey, what's what's your immediate plans? Immediate plans is uh, well, I'm sh- I'm showing my new film, my new doc, uh, Circle Jerks: My Career as a Jerk. Showing that around at film festivals. Uh, we are we are. Is there a place on the web where, where people can get information about you? Oh, we got powerfilms.com. That's okay. got my we body got power work on there. Films.com. Yeah. And of course, we're in the we're right now we're in the middle of our show at Track 16 Gallery. Uh, we got power, we survived the pit. And uh, we're going to have a closing gig on October 6th. There's still a lot of figuring out, but the Meat Puppets are going to play and it's a free uh, show, but it will be ticketed through the LA Weekly who's going to sponsor it. And we're really looking forward to that. Yeah, it's going to be October a party. October 6th. Yeah. It's going to be a party to rival our opening party, which was great. Uh, adolescence, uh, Saturn That's after the, the first Thursday is 
uh, October 4th. So why don't you check out 7th Street? Okay. Now that you live in Pedro. And I will. Check out that guy. I yes, saw uh, Raul down there the other day, and Was we he? caught a little Randy Sedota. Randy's got a new band, I heard. But, oh, because you got this circle jerk. Yeah, and then... The, to be shown around. You've got this uh, closing to go to. Yeah, and we got the book, too, that's coming out book. at the end of the month. We got power. Uh, well, it was that the thing? They all sold, right? Uh, yeah, we actually arranged to get 100 flown out from uh, from China where they're being printed. Right. And they're not even going to beat the rest of the books. The rest of the 8,000 books uh, are being slow-boated from China to Brooklyn to Bazillion Points where Ian Christie, our publisher, yeah, operates. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, actually, he's storing them in a warehouse in Tennessee, from what I hear. So actually, they're going to be slow boated from from China to Tennessee, um, and then at that point, um, at that point, uh, Ian will get them out to everyone who pre-ordered, and uh, you know, it's. Uh, but it's what about your work? Your work, film-wise. Film-wise, uh, you know, uh, <sighs> Circle Jerks is my new one, and uh, not planning anything in the immediate future. But who knows? You know, uh, I, I assume I'll be working. On something for long. And photography-wise, you and Jordan have really amazing prints at the gallery of all sorts of people, including stuff in the book. Mike Watt. <laughs> you know, <laughs> uh, it's a trip, did, and they're beautiful prints. It's a trip to see that up on the wall, man. Yeah, it's, it's a great like, installation. Yeah, I'm really, really, really stoked about the whole yeah. thing. It came stuff out like really that, great. Huh? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, big. About 150 okay. of them. <laughs> what your your advice? Advice for what has life taught you to a young man coming up or a young lady come up to you saying, "Look, you know, I want to get woman. into this fucking racket you're in." You know, I tell you, no two paths are alike. I, you know, advice. I mean, there's gen, there's just general, there's general advice, just like you know, it's really if you're if you're gonna do something for life, you gotta just go head first into it. You gotta, I mean, if you're gonna dedicate your life to what you do. Uh, there's no easy. There's no easy. There's no easy path. There's no shortcut. It's just you just do, and you just keep doing, and you got to keep. It takes years. It you know. It. it I think it takes so, even so, years. Uh, even I'm, years to find your own voice. Even to, to find your own eye. Don't give up. Don't give up. Is uh, long term is really the thing. I mean, I think okay. a lot of a lot of kids go to school to learn how to make films or yeah. learn how to be musicians, yeah. and they really want to do stuff. But yeah. like to me. Doing is learning. I mean, you got to get out there. You got to do it. You got to make mistakes. You got to, you got to fuck up. You got to, you got to live your life. But if you really just got to, if you're going to be a creative person, you just have to create. And it's a long process. <laughs> and it hurts. That's good. That's good. Laurie, your advice on how to run a studio? How to run a studio? Just come Gallery. into it by accident. No, just be immersed <laughs> in, in all the stuff that that it. All the art, all the all the knowledge, all the all the crap that goes with it, and just believe in it. That's the biggest thing: is the belief that you can do it and support it. And if you you're gonna run into bad times, but you'll get you'll have good times too. So just so keep persevere. at it, persevere. Okay. Start your own yeah. band. If you think okay. it's hard to do something you like doing, it's even worse and harder to do shit you don't want to do. And don't yeah. expect don't like that doing. anyone's going to do anything for you either. you got to... I mean, there's a reason why they call it do-it-yourself, you know? <laughs> Good point. Because no one else is going to do it. No, thank you again for being on the show. Yeah. Right, Jay Martin. Yeah. Thanks Very for having cool. me, Mike. Very cool. You know, it's... Uh, Brother Matt, thank you for the most central aid in a bed, and it's been the September 12th, 2012 edition of Watt for Pedro Show. Back next week, last one before tour. My advice... 
Keep your powder dry. <laughs>